Season 2, Episode 5, Tailgating Tips and Treats, Part 2. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Millennial Homemakers Podcast, your resource for all things home, hostessing, and more. We're your hosts, Jackie Alexander and Jacqueline Humble. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to our part two of the tailgating tips and treats episode. If you have not listened to the first part of that episode, then you probably want to go ahead and do that now. And then today we are going to dive into the rest of our tailgating treats, talking about some drinks that you can make for your tailgate, and then talking about some tips that will give you the perfect tailgate. So let's go ahead and throw it back to Jackie talking about her first drink recipe. So my drink is my favorite go-to tailgating drink because it's really easy. Um, It's very appropriate for the South, particularly Augusta, and it is a dirty Arnold Palmer. And all it is is equal parts Firefly sweet tea vodka and lemonade. See, I hate Firefly, and I love Arnold Palmer. I love it. See, I don't like it. I don't know why, but the only time I remember drinking Firefly was I had a sorority sister who put it in a water bottle, and <laughs> then we, like, went to, like, a Mexican restaurant, and I just remember her being, like, you know, here, drink this, <laughs> you know, it was so gross. I guess I'm not a huge, huge sweet tea person. I mean, I love Arnold Palmer's, and I think that's because of the lemonade, but I think I like it because it doesn't taste really anything like an actual sweet tea. Yeah. But I guess about two years ago... We were up in New Jersey visiting my grandma, um, and unfortunately, right before we went up there, one of her sisters passed away, so we ended up going to the wake, and I met a lot of my dad's cousins who I'd never met before, and one of them, uh, she and I bonded over the fact that we loved Firefly (laughs) uh, sweet tea vodka, but she thought it was like the most southern thing ever, so she's like, oh my gosh, have you had it with this and this, and I'm like, no, just just lemonade. (laughs) I've never put it in a mint julep because apparently that's something she had tried. Oh, so I'm not okay. sure. That does not sound good. No, it doesn't sound good at all. It does not belong together. Mint juleps are a very specific recipe, and I'm going to stick with that one. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't like I don't like a uh, firefly, but I I don't know. I haven't tried it in a very long time, so yeah, that might be it. And I always get the unsweetened lemonade because otherwise it is way oh, too sweet. Oh, okay, of a drink. that would make sense. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's my go-to. My only so. boozy tips are: I love mimosas, and that's really easy because you can—it's just champagne, so it's not a hard liquor. And when you're out tailgating, always, always, always have a lot of water because yes. if someone comes to your tent and has one drink, you don't know how many drinks they've had. You know, exactly. Try to help them a little bit and keep hydrated because the sun will dehydrate you. So even if you just have two drinks. You need to have mm-hmm. two bottles of water as well. Exactly. And you, like, being dehydrated is the absolute worst thing right. in the world. And you don't want to feel miserable during the game. My best tip for mimosas is to use the Tropicana mango orange juice. I think it's Tropicana. Yes. Oh, no, I'll look. But that's my favorite. And then you can put as much or as little champagne as you want. So that helps you regulate your drinking. And the vitamin C is mm-hmm. good. So it gives you energy, especially if it's a morning game. And then my also favorite thing is to do a Bloody Mary bar. And so that's fun because then you can put whatever toppings that you want. But I like that because then you get celery in it and even you Mm -hmm. can put bacon strips in it. And it's like a snack, 
you know? Not yeah, just, it really is. Yeah, and then you get the tomato <laughs> juice and the zing zang, and I always put extra Worcestershire sauce. So I use the zing zang mm-hmm. mix and then some vodka, and then I use Worcestershire sauce and hot sauce, and then I put fresh cracked pepper in it. And I like putting carrots, celery, bacon. And I've seen people put like peppers, but I don't usually put peppers. Interesting. I would have never thought of bacon for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. So have, and of course, have the bacon, you know, pre-made. Yeah, yeah obviously. But it looks And it looks really fancy too. So people are gonna be like, oh, I wanna go to their tent, you know? And that's, <laughs> that's my, the name of my game is to do you do you follow the home edit now the i okay. do they are hilarious they have something called the low bar lifestyle <laughs> which is basically doing the awesome. least to with like the most impact which is so neat it's like i am just like yes. the laziest person but it's just you know like i want it to look really fancy and look this way that's why i like the bread loaf because like i didn't make this bread but it looks like i baked right it. Like, yeah <laughs> i look so fancy you know and then you have one less bowl to take home too which, exactly like because everyone ate it yeah. yeah so i think that can take us into our tips section absolutely and like i said my number one thing is try to keep the non-throwaway items to a minimum so those mm-hmm. little containers that you buy, like the foil containers from the grocery store, are great for throwaways. And yeah. they keep things pretty warm. And you can always, like, put it in a cooler to keep things warm, too. Uh, you can... Exactly. You, you know, as long as you have a bunch of warm things in this one cooler, don't put it with the ice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Just put it in the same cooler as the beer. No one will know yeah. the difference. That is, like, my number one. It's just, you can take stuff, but when you want to go to the game and you're throwing it up, you know, you're, like, throwing it all into mm-hmm. the truck or whatever, you don't want to take a lot home. And if it's going to sit in your car, like, throw away the food. Don't try to take food home if you're at a tailgate. No, Give absolutely it away. not. Try to give it away or throw it away because it's going to sit in your cart and get stanky. And then when you get home from the game, especially if your team lost, and then you have to clean out a cooler, no thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's the worst thing in the world. Worst. Oh, and also be careful about driving with opened alcohol after a tailgate. So yes, make sure that it's in the trunk and figure out what your liquor laws are. But that that's like the last thing that you want to do, especially if you had something to drink that day. You just want to be really, really safe um, on your way home. Yeah. Obviously, you know, have a DD or just drink before the game. And by the end of the game, you're fine if you had a lot of water. And anyway, you know the law. Yeah, make sure you know the law because that's the last thing you want to have to worry about. Um, getting an accident or getting pulled over yes, for open container. I was on the butt bridge in Augusta. And it was a mm-hmm. football weekend. And a guy, he just had a, it was before the, um, football game because they hadn't tailgated yet but he had a keg in his car and someone rear-ended them and so there was like beer everywhere and that's what I learned what oh, a gosh. keg was because I was like in middle school my mom and I were witnesses to it but oh gosh know, the train below the bridge you know, yeah uh, we weren't yeah. hit luckily but anyway <laughs> So my first tip is sort of alcohol related, and that's if you know you're going to have a lot of people at your tent, have multiple coolers for drinks. And one of them is just, you know, for your beer, and then the other one is for sodas and water. So that way, if someone, you know, came looking for a water and then open and they see a beer on top, they're less likely to be, or that you know, they might be like, oh, well, I might as well just have this beer, no big deal. But if there's a designated water cooler, they can go exact straight to that one and make sure they get plenty of water. That's a good idea. And stay hydrated. 
multiple coolers and clean them out. And that also, if you have kids, then you can say go to that one, and they don't even have to oh, like yeah. see the alcohol. Didn't even think about the kids yet. <laughs> um, okay. I have a really good tip that I saw. I don't remember if it was like on a home and garden show or what, but to use a, you know, okay. So go to Walmart and go into the home section and you can buy the over the door shoe rack and it's like cloth with see-through mm-hmm. pockets and yes. to use that. And then it has hooks too, where you can use shower hooks and hang that off of your tent and use it to organize your utensils, your napkins, put a different thing in each container. You could put a lighter in a container. You could put your bug spray, whatever. That's fantastic because everyone will know exactly where to go for that stuff. It's not going to end up at weird parts of the table. Right. So, because you don't have with people of, looking for right, it. you don't have a lot of room on your table, and mm-hmm. you can see through the pockets, so it's great. And at the end mm-hmm. of it, you just roll it up. Yeah, and everything's already ready to go for the next right. tailgate. Yeah, I mean it's it's really really smart, and I wouldn't suggest like don't use the one that you have on your. Everyone's like going to go in their bedroom or whatever and take off the yeah. shoe rack. Just buy a new one. <laughs> Yeah, they're not that expensive, and then you'll have a designated tailgate shoe, shoe yeah, rack. Yeah, I just think it's a really – that's a, such a good idea. And then my – Yeah, uh, yeah, a, that's genius. Another tip is if you can – and if you're near your car or you know of an electrical outlet, then bring extension cords, especially Absolutely. if you have – crock pots that need to be plugged in and you can usually find out all that information online especially if you're going to a horse race or something else and not necessarily a football game you can find a lot Mm -hmm. of the information online make sure that you read the rules and that you're prepared for however the environment is even if it's just the night before (laughs) exactly (laughs) because you might think you're going into you know this huge party atmosphere and then you get there and everyone's super fancy and (laughs) just over the top (laughs) so my probably my I guess my last tip is if you have a bluetooth speaker make a spotify playlist beforehand because even though you know you're having a lot of fun with your friends sometimes like you just like you want music in the background just like you would a house party or anything else so make the spotify playlist in advance you know invite everyone that you know is going to be at the tailgate to it so they can add their favorite songs and you just get pumped up and excited before the game yes i have a spotify playlist that we made for the steeplechase which is called running for the roses we can link to it i'm a really good dj so i make good playlists in case anyone ever wants to follow me on spotify seriously she really is on the way to your bachelorette party when you made your spotify playlist because i think you beat us there maybe yeah. I don't know we like turned on your Spotify playlist and just jammed out in the car and it was so funny because in our car we are all new you from like different points in our life and there are like songs that like we would just like latch on to and be like oh my gosh this reminds me of the time that Jacqueline did whatever thanks that's so sweet I like I take pride in the fact that I curate my playlist you won't go on my Spotify playlist and find a bunch of songs by the same artist in a row but it does like mm-hmm. have a mood like you know it, and I try to alternate fast songs and slow songs but it does kind of sort of transition tells a story I guess you'd say I don't know I love making playlists so we can link mine <laughs> it's so fun and that's a really good that bachelorette playlist is a really good girl party playlist so it is it's fantastic because well, it's so fun especially if you were in school 
you know, we graduated high school in 2009. So if you're around there, then there's some good songs on it. Yes, there's a lot of of middle school and high school memories in that playlist. (laughs) Lots of Beyonce too. So (laughs) yes, so bring us Bluetooth is really good. Or you can look on Pinterest to find like a speaker system Mm -hmm. and also don't forget to put your fight song on your playlist yes absolutely you can find like rocky top for us you can find that Mm -hmm. i'm looking at this playlist yeah i guarantee you you cannot find mercer's fight song (laughs) one of my other tips is oh bring activities if you have like cornhole sets Mm -hmm. or anything like that absolutely especially for an afternoon games tailgating can last a really long time and you want to make sure that you have something to do so you don't run out of conversation in the beginning also plenty of seating too so don't forget yes because like if you people will show up without chairs right and if you know who you invited then just make sure that you have enough chairs it's never fun to have people who literally just stand the whole time especially if you're going to be tailgating for a long period of time because you're probably going to be standing here in the football game so exactly take it easy or if you have people that as soon as someone gets up to get more food steals their chair yes. because there's no other Funny option seating, activities and i that's all i have for my tailgating tip. yeah that's all i have too we should do an episode on tailgating fashion like game day fashion and where to buy <sighs> stuff because yes i like i'm pretty good at this from my boutique buyer days with the game yes. day apparel so let me know. And especially I... since we both have to wear orange, um, which is an interesting color to shop it makes for. Makes me throw up. I hate it. It's so hard to find, especially the creamsicle. I orange. wear. You have a little bit better. Yeah. You're more like the auburn color. It's like very. It's very bright. Um, but, but like all. But I tend to wear. Is, or is it? Bright? Yes, it's like a real yeah. orange. Like Florida. Yeah, which I wear because like Mercer's colors are Halloween. It's orange and black. So I tend to wear black and then an orange necklace because I don't want to scream Halloween. I like to wear chambray to UT games and then I like get an orange accessory like a scarf or Mm -hmm. earrings or shoes, stuff like that. But we can do a whole episode on the fashion. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, And if we want to do, we want to, oh, I will say if you want to see the fashion, then the tailgating fashion or game day fashion, then you should join our Facebook community, uh, which is called the Millennial Homemakers. And we take episode requests there. We answer questions. It's been really fun. You get to know other viewers. And we have like at least 100 of you that download as soon as we post an episode, which is great because that means that you're subscribed to our channel or not our channel, whatever, our show, (laughs) which is awesome. So... We don't have that many people in the group, so add it yourself now because it's really yeah. fun, and you'll probably make friends. We've made friends from it. So. We've made a lot of friends. It's it's so fun. I would have never met any of these ladies if it weren't for this. And if you want to be interviewed on the podcast, too, we want to get some of the other millennial homemakers. This is about y'all mm-hmm. as much as it's about us. So we want to get some of y'all calling in and doing interviews. So if you get in the Facebook group, then you have a chance to sign up there. Exactly, and it'll be the uh, first to know exactly when and how we're going to do that. For sure. So is it time for some chit-chat for this week? I, I think it is. Uh, we introduced this last week. It's something we want to try, just so you guys can hear a little bit more of about our random conversations. Hopefully we don't have as many tangents in the rest of the episode anymore. 
Yes, I hope that this can separate it a little bit. And also, it you know helps to let us share a little bit about our weeks and what's going on. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. <laughs> a feature that we are trying to add to the podcast, which will be so fun, is to figure out a way, which I've already researched this a little bit, um, for having our listeners call in and actually participate in our podcast. So whether it's to ask us a question or to do an interview, we have a lot of really talented listeners with interiors. Uh, Kayla, talking to you mainly. (laughs) Yes, we are obsessed with your house and we cannot wait to see more of it. Yeah, so just, you know, interviewing other millennials about their experience with trying to run a household at with an entry-level budget and what yeah, that we've, looks like. Yeah, because we've had so much fun talking to you guys in our Facebook group, and to bring that to more real life will just be so much fun. So we are trying to figure that out. Yes, hopefully that's on the list. And Jackie, I think that you want to share a follow-up recipe that you actually did try yeah so this week i did try the pumpkin alfredo that i talked about on what our third episode i think um it was not as weird as i expected to to be i told drew we were going to be a little adventurous and he's like i mean i'll try it but that sounds really weird it tasted like normal alfredo but it was a little flat Um, So I'm trying to figure out what to add to it to give it a little more spunk, a little more flavor. And next time, I did not have any protein with it this time, so next time I'm going to make some Parmesan-crusted chicken to go with it. Okay, so I kind of made a similar dish one time accidentally. And (laughs) this is the best. (laughs) This is when I, like, did not know how to make spaghetti squash. I've recently mastered it, but I was going to make a... spaghetti squash carbonara or carbonara I don't know how you say it whatever I would say carbonara I think okay so I was attempting to make that and I had invited my father-in-law over for dinner as well and so Jordan just thought I was making like normal carbonara and then putting like you know spaghetti squash in it because he didn't really understand what spaghetti squash was and I cooked the spaghetti squash too long, so it just turned into, like, a creamy, squashy mashed potato consistency. Oh, gosh. With, like, bacon chunks in it. (laughs) At least you have the bacon. So I feel like if you had that over noodles, that's, like, what I'm envisioning. Because I'm sure they're in the same family, like the Gord family, right? Pumpkin and spaghetti squash. Anyway, so that's, like, what I'm envisioning. (laughs) I guess the biggest difference, so the recipe I used called for nutmeg. Well, I thought I had nutmeg, and I didn't, so I used uh, a little bit of pumpkin pie spice. Oh, no, that would be, that would work. Right? Like, the only difference, I mean, the only, like, bad thing, because pumpkin spi- pie spice was, like, cloves, nutmeg, and then cinnamon. So cinnamon was the only, like, weird thing, mm. um, but I couldn't even taste it. So maybe well, I should have just put more in. I don't have nutmeg, but I have Jamaican allspice, and that also has, like, nutmeg and cinnamon, and it's, like, pretty much the same thing. I actually use, which is, like, don't tell anyone, uh, but I use my Jamaican allspice when I make a pumpkin spice latte at home. Hey, whatever works. And then I, like, add extra cinnamon, but, yeah, it just makes it kind of spicy, and Jamaican allspice is pretty sweet anyway, so. Yeah. Basically the same thing. Um, Well, cool. Um. 
I also have a follow-up to last week's chit-chat. Um, I talked about I was going to try to make some tobacco baskets. Oh, yeah. And I finished one. It was my. It only took me two attempts to get it to look pretty much the way I wanted it to. Um, so I will share directions on our Facebook group um, and, and how, the finished project. How long did it take you to make one? Um, once... Yeah, after the first one, the first one took me a really long time, but it probably, like, from start to finish, it might have taken an hour. Um, okay. I didn't, like, sit down and do it all at once, so I can't say for sure. But the like, hardest part is, like, finagling, like figuring out how to do it the first time. Okay, and if you could batch them, too, like, you know, do this step all at once or right. whatever. that will make it so much easier. And how much was it on Etsy for one? Um, the one I found, it was $22 yes. for one 10 inch square. No. And I bought, like, I already had stain. I already had a stapler and binder clips, which is what you use to hold it together when you're making it. Um, so all I had to do was buy the basket reed. And I bought a pound of that from Amazon for $15. And it made my practice one, my second one, and it looks like there's enough to make at least three more. Wow. Okay. Then, yeah, definitely. Homemade's the way to go. Yeah. Don't buy them off Etsy if you can make it. Absolutely. Um, That's awesome. It looked really good. I loved how the stain took to the reed as well. I did too. It shows the grain so well. Yes. Yes. Really cool. So So you had an exciting weekend. I did. I just got back from Charleston. I swear my hair still like it has humidity in it, even though I showered at my parents' house in Augusta in between coming back. But anyway, but like my hair just feels a lot bigger. It's like I went too deep, deep in the South and it's like my well, hair grew. In Augusta's, I don't want to say defense, but it was really humid and hot and gross. Oh my gosh. My legs are bitten by mosquitoes and it was so much humidity. I, I like yes. forgot I how bad it gets. I had a mosquito bite me on my forehead today. My legs, I, I look like I have chicken pox on my legs. Oh, But besides the heat, um, the retreat was wonderful. I was in Charleston for a mastermind retreat with some fellow women entrepreneurs. So many impressive women. Uh, the leaders were wonderful. And it was very professional, but it was still very personal. And everyone was so open. And there were like no, you know, mean girl type things. Oh, when you get, I mean, we had 17 women in a house in Charleston. That is incredible. But the house had like a beautiful, you know, side porch, two levels. I mean, it was awesome. So you would have to be a really rotten person (laughs) to be mean at something like that. But it was it was amazing. Very unique group of women. And I feel very inspired. So good. I always love when like other small business owners do everything to build you up because, I mean, Rising Tide always says, you know, community over competition. And it's so true. And it's so helpful. It was, and it came from uh, people who kind of knew about each other through the Rising Tide. So I just think that the Rising Tide has a unique group of people in general. If you own a small business, I would definitely recommend adding yourself to that Facebook group. Um, But or it if you don't and you just want to be inspired by people. Like you. <laughs> yes. Like me. Maybe someday. 
Maybe someday. Maybe. And maybe you can come to a retreat like that with me. And we had people who have full-time jobs who came um, just with a side business that they kind of wanted to shape into more of a business or eventually be their main source of income. And it was just something that was very interesting, I will say before. I don't want to talk too long about this (laughs) because it might bore some people. But it was interesting as women how often we talked about starting a family and what that looks like to be a businesswoman, setting yourself up so you can take maternity leave if you work for yourself and all the struggles that go into that. Because I guarantee if it was a men's retreat and it was a very professional environment too. So I'm not saying, you know, that we were talking about that kind of stuff all the time, but that would never have come up. So it's just interesting, you know, the unique perspective that we have as women and, do I want to have children? If I do have children, what's that going to look like? And, you know, do I want to put my career on pause or how can I set it up so that things are in place so that it can go on without me uh, during those times? So it was just very interesting. And I will also say that I was overwhelmed with how many women are in such strong marriages that were at the retreat as well and how their partner really encourages them and completes them. And it was just so great just everyone spoke so so highly of their husbands and I just think it says a lot about everyone's marriage and that was very inspiring to me as a relatively newlywed I guess I don't know how long you're still a newlywed I think like the first five years you're probably you're probably still probably, a newlywed. That's, you're learning so much about the other person and mm-hmm. their like living habits and trying not yeah. to kill them for leaving socks on the floor and and I just think you know in today's day and age where we are told that statistic where 50% of marriages end in divorce that it was just so refreshing to hear young couples who were just so supportive and loving of each other and that was just not what I expected to yeah. get out of it and so that was just such a pleasant refreshing uh, retreat and that says a lot about the Good. quality of people who attended as well I think Absolutely. And that's really refreshing, especially for small business owners where it can be so stressful, especially in the beginning when you don't know where your next paycheck is coming from, that you have that support system and that you made it through that. For sure. And going into this weekend, I have a couple coming into town, which is also a very strong marriage. I was actually in their wedding and It's my good friend Leah and her husband Tyler, and she is going to do some photos for us, which is nice. And you were saying that you wanted a photo shoot. You sent me the link today. Um, Yeah, so I'm in another Facebook group, and Jacqueline, I think you're in this too, called Decorating Love. Yes. Um, That if if you're not in it and you love home decor, you should definitely join. Join our Facebook group, and we can invite you to that if you can't find it. Um, but someone had a photographer come out and do a lifestyle shoot in their house just for fun and it looked like so much fun and such a great way to remember what your house looked like especially since like this is mine and Drew's first house and I don't plan on staying here forever we might end up you know moving to Chattanooga someday or Raleigh you never know (laughs) Chattanooga comes first on my list Um, um, so that way we would always have that because I would want Drew and the dogs you know to be involved in that photo shoot so we always have that fun little piece of what our first house looked like to look back on yeah I and that's like one of the main reasons well Leah would come to visit me no matter what but she's a photographer and so I have a home office so I might get some photos of just me in the office 
um, obviously this is visitation time, but it's also kind of fun for her to take photos of us. She'll like it. Um, and then I want photos while June is still a puppy and, you know, the whole humble herd yes. <laughs> family pics. <laughs> I guess we haven't had like a family photo, even though it's just animals, but no, cause I still count. And even, I don't think I've seen a picture with all three of the animals together. We don't either. have Oh, I have one of, like, them with not with us, though. Right, which yeah. that would be really difficult with just you and Jordan to get yeah. them yeah. corralled so enough I'm to do that. super excited about that. And fun fact, I have a campaign coming up. It started on the 18th, but I have until the 3rd uh, to post it. But with Almond Breeze, Almond Milk. So I might also wrangle her into taking that photo. For it's an Instagram ad. <laughs> it's so great to have talented friends, and especially talented friends on like a huge spectrum. Yeah, um, like you know, not just photographers, not just you know bracelet makers, but just such a huge spectrum. Because anything you need, you you know, someone who's really good at their craft. Okay, I'm watching Hemingway on my Jordan put his like a uh, computer bag on. I don't want to call it a man purse, but. <laughs> uh, it's like a man purse a briefcase is. i don't know and he put it on the kitchen or the dining room table whatever and then hemingway is like sitting on it but i swear she was like unzipping it with her teeth like, i wouldn't be that. surprised she She's is so smart so smart yeah so that's all i have going on just a lot i had my parents come to town oh i also gave a little preview that we were like cleaning the house because my mom's allergic to cats speaking mm-hmm. of hemingway <laughs> and she had no issues we Good. literally i like swiffered the walls and i do think that it's a different situation because we've only had the cat for less than a year versus people who like have all carpet and they have yes. cats for years and years and years and we don't have many like porous materials she's literally like unzipping it does he have like food in there i have no idea this is amazing i i wonder if he sees what's going on i don't know what room he's in (laughs) um my husband but anyway um yeah so maybe we should do an episode about how to prepare for guests with cat allergies if you have a cat Uh, or just (laughs) yeah yeah i don't have cats so that would just be you okay Um, we can do what about preparing for guests that's a good idea yes especially because you know a couple weeks ago i had my grandpa and his wife here like with not even a day's notice because they were evacuating from for uh for hurricane irma Um, refugees and my parents had one bed available because they had a painter in their house and everything else was covered up and then my mom's mom was coming and she and my grandpa are divorced and don't get along so we got my grandpa for a couple days and we had to clean really fast yeah yeah it's mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) cleaning for family is totally different too because they're like are you gonna go in this weird drawer i don't know exactly like you know if you and jordan were coming i'd be like just don't look in the kitchen you understand I'd be like, Jackie, get in the kitchen with me. Let's, <laughs> let's knock this out. Um, but, you know, if it's, especially, you know, my grandparents, it was the first time they'd seen my house, so I wanted to make right. the best impression possible. Um, they did not have blinds in the bathroom. Um, we just, we put that up after they left because we didn't have them in the mail yet. So, Thankfully, we only have one neighbor behind us, and they never go in their back room. Yeah. Well. Awkward. <laughs> 
That's so funny. Yeah, it was, it's, it's amazing the differences between our preparation for last weekend and then this weekend because it's mm-hmm. like, eh, I'll change, you know, of course I'm going to change the sheets and like give them fresh towels and everything, but it's like. Right. But that's like it. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to clean my house like I would normally clean it if I was having like a dinner guest, not as intensive as like when my mom comes. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I think that's it. And make sure that y'all tune in next week where we are going to be discussing all about how to define your, or refine, define or refine your personal style and what that looks like in your home and closet. And hopefully that will not be a two-parter also. Yes, hopefully we can be more concise with it. It's going to be a little bit more broad with just your, you know, your personal style flair, whatever that looks like. Bye.